What's up, everybody? This is Kenzie from Daring to Cowboy on Instagram, and you're listening to the Stir Up Conversations podcast. As the equestrian industry continues to evolve, more questions are being raised and more focus is being placed on the welfare of our equine athletes. I'm sitting down to discuss this progression, celebrate our accomplishments, form a tighter community, and hear from people in the industry on how we can continue to better ourselves and our horses. It's official. We made it. Happy New Year, guys. I am honestly kind of floored. Um, This year's been kind of crazy, and a lot's happened, a lot's gone down, but it's also been a year of growth and a year of rebuilding. And it's been a very humbling experience. None of which would obviously be possible without you guys. So first and foremost, I want to thank everyone who has been on this journey with me for the last year, um, especially with losing my account and with slowly growing back on the new one. Um... It is so appreciated. And before we jump into today's podcast, I thought we could just do a quick recap. (laughs) Um, I think going into a new year, uh, gratefulness is always something that we need to keep in mind that, you know, we did come out of the last year. And even if it was hard, there's always lessons to be learned. And... That's something that I don't want to take for granted this year. So I'm actually, I'm going to put it on my Instagram, um, but I'm going to put it here too. And I would just encourage you guys to think of one thing that you learned last year, one thing that you're grateful for, and one goal that you have for this year. Um, And you can definitely have more than one. Like, I just, keeping it simple, one of each. So, uh, what I learned a lot, and I think the overall theme of 2022 was, is that it starts with me. Um, 2021 was a really hard year for me. 2020 actually wasn't the hardest year. I I actually really loved it. Um, But 2021 was really, really hard. Um, And I kind of took that energy into 22 with me at first. Um, And then the overarching pattern of the year was it starts with me. And in the way that, you know, if I want change, I have to change. Waiting for something to happen or waiting for people to do something is never going to get you anywhere. And um, it was really just coming to terms with the fact that I have to take responsibility for me. That even though things happened the way they did and it was out of my control and it wasn't my fault, um, 
if I was gonna get better from it, I needed to change. And then one thing that I'm super grateful for is the opportunity um, to further my education and pursue um, equine education. And it's something that I don't really think I ever thought, I mean, I did think about it a long time ago, but kind of dismissed it. And then it came up again last year and I'm really grateful that I was encouraged to take a step into it um, and see where see where that leads me. And I'm really, really excited. I'm, there's a few things that are going on right now that I'm gonna wait to share my thoughts on um, until I'm further into the process and until um, things have kind of grown a little, but um, I did I did really want to end the year in a purposeful way and that's, you know, taking some steps to grow mine and the horse's relationship with each other, um, but just also us as individuals. So I am really excited to share that with you guys when I can, um, but I just want to give it some time to kind of sit with and for all of us to kind of fall into rhythm. Um, and then the goal for this year is really to be more purposeful in my relationships, to be more intuitive and more empathetic to the people and the horses around me. Um, less bull in a china shop kind of, <laughs> kind of vibe, but I really want it to be a purposeful and intuitive year. Um, and just really grow that side of that side of life for me and kind of get back to the basics and less consumed by what I think should be going on and just really focus on what is going on and being present in the time and place that I am. So those are mine. Um, I am, I'll drop a full on my Instagram story and I would love to hear your guys' goals for this year. So today we are actually going to be finishing up the rehab series. And originally I was going to kind of draw it out a little bit longer, but the more I sat with it, I so far have given you guys like the overall big things that I did. And if you're in the rehab process or you've gone through it, then you know there's a whole lot of other little things that go on behind the scenes. And I was going to get into that more, but then the more I sat with it, the more I just really felt like leaving you guys with the big things because my rehab story is not going to be your rehab story. And I want to leave individuality and just give you the tools that help me and wish you all the luck and love and send you on your way. So with that in mind, um, today we're going to be talking about a protocol that I do on all of my horses um, and it's a game changer whether your horse has um, a infestation of worms like Rian did or if your horse has EPM or honestly like if you have no idea what their background is I do it on every single horse and doing it 
with the rehab process literally changed the game for me. So we're going to be talking about that. Um, I'm going to put it here and now everything that I am going to be giving to you guys and can be found on thewholehorse.com. Uh, if you haven't heard of thewholehorse.com or if you have and haven't really done a lot of research on, in it, um, I would highly, highly recommend. Um, they have a lot of information on food. It's basically a vet in Texas and he approaches things pretty holistically, which is really rare to find in vets. Um, and I love all of, all of what he does. He honestly is incredible. And if I lived in Texas, <laughs> that would be who I used. Um, but yeah, so we're going to jump into that. But if you want like the written resource for what I'm about to give to you guys, you can find it, um, under the worming protocol on thewholehorse.com. As always, if you guys are not already subscribed to the podcast, go ahead and hit that subscribe um, subscribe button and press that notification bell so you never miss an episode. I am really excited about what's going to be going on this year. Um, I have a bunch planned and I definitely, along with the being more mindful, um, I'm going to be putting a lot more work into the podcast um, just because I feel like that's kind of where we're going. So make sure you are subscribed, hit the notification bell. And then if you would like to connect outside of the podcast, you can follow me over on Instagram at daring to cowboy. That's been pretty cool. Um, and again, I'm going to be more mindful, but also not not overloading myself with the social media like I did last year. Um, I am going to be taking more time just to be present and in the moment, but uh, there will still be things happening over there. So I'm really excited and uh, let's just hop into this, guys. Okay, so diving into the deworming protocol. So this is basically a reboot for the immune system. Um, most horses who have had um, traumatic or stressful incidences actually have um, L4 larvae in their mesenteric artery. Basically, when they're not dewormed properly or when conscious deworming doesn't take place, um, the worms can build, the larvae can build up an immunity to dewormer. So what happens is they travel up through the system and the mesenteric artery that runs right under their spine is chock full of nutrients. So the larvae literally just gather there. And in severe cases, like the horse that I had, it gets to the point where there, there's so many that their lumbar gets pushed up out of place. It's awful um, and it's really painful. So what that does is obviously with the with the worms there, their um, immune system is severely compromised. So that leaves horses more susceptible to EPM, uh, which we all know that about 90% of the horses in the country have 
come in contact or carry the virus. It just may not be active. Um, and depending on the horse and their immune system, you know, is, is whether or not you have the effects of EPM. So this is a really great way to kind of clear out your horse's system while boosting their immune system. And this is also one of the first steps that this doctor in Texas does when treating cases of EPM, even severe cases. So I would recommend grabbing a pen and paper because I'm going to be throwing a lot of information at you guys and I want to make sure that you guys have it. So anytime you need to stop and pause this, I'll try to be mindful about like getting a pause so you can stop before I move on to the next thing. So what you're going to want to do, if this is something that you want to pursue, if you want to build up that immune system, make sure that kind of you're starting from ground zero with your horse. Um, you're going to need carbo combo pellets. So this is an immune booster. It honestly, um, I had my horses on it for a while and especially when Rian came home, um, cause he was in such bad shape. He really needed an immune booster. So this is a great product. Um, you can buy it, I think in like a two pound, three pound, five pound bags. Um, and it's not, it's not like break the bank. I will say the carbo combo you do have to buy from the retailer themselves. Um, and it's carbo combo with K's not C's. So just keep that in mind. But if you just type in carbo combo horse pellet, it'll pull right up and you can kind of, uh, just pick the amount that you want. For one horse, I would recommend at least a three pound bag to get you through the month because this is going to be like a month long prod process. It's going to be a very intentional process. So just keep that in mind. So you're going to get the carbo combo and then you're going to go on Amazon and you're going to get the little bottle of colloidal silver. And this is going to act as a barrier for their stomach because if you're not careful, and if you don't use a carbocombo and you don't use a colloidal silver, this can lead to ulcers if you're not careful. So by doing the carbocombo and the colloidal silver, you're strengthening their immune system and you're protecting their stomach. So what you're going to do is you're going to get the carbo, uh, the colloidal silver and you're going to buy little droppers off of Amazon. It's going to be like $20 max. And then you're going to go and you're going to get gallons of distilled water. It has to be distilled because you don't want the extra minerals, anything, just distilled water. And per one gallon of distilled water, you're going to put 33 drops of colloidal silver. It's very important. Per one gallon, 33 drops of colloidal silver. And what you're going to do is in your morning feed and your night feed, you're going to pour a cup of that over your horse's feed twice a day. You're going to start the colloidal silver and the carbo combo 10 days before you give the first dose of dewormer. So day 10, what you're going to do is obviously pre-plan, please, but you're going to get the power packs um 
Panic your power pack. You're going to dose your horse to weight. So those tubes are already huge. So don't go double dosing. Go to weight five days in a row. And I would honestly recommend doing it the same time every day. So you're going to do Carbo Combo, Claudio Silver, Panicure Power Pack. Panicure Power Pack is going to last five days. Then you're going to give a 10-day rest period where you're still going to continue the Carbo Combo and Colloidal Silver, but you're not going to give any more dewormer for 10 days. After that 10-day, you're going to give a dose per weight of Quest Plus. Preferably same time that you gave the power pack. Through this whole process, just to make this easy, the entire 30-day period, I think it turns out to be like 35 days, you're going to continue the Carbo Combo Claudio Silver. So panic your power pack five days in a row. Wait 10 days. Give the Quest Plus. Wait another 10 days. Finish up with a dose of Quest. I take the colloidal silver and the um, carbo combo, and I extend that 10 days past just to make sure that their systems are good, their stomachs are coated. I've never had an issue when I do it like that. Um, and you're gonna see you're gonna see a difference in about a month. I always recommend just giving the horses time to just kind of let their systems reset after this. Um, What I did was I waited three weeks after and I went ahead and had him adjusted. Because what happens if, if I would have just had him adjusted, if I would have just tried to fix his back before I got rid of the actual problem, the body work wouldn't have stuck. So... By doing this and then waiting, letting their body kind of come back down, settle, you're going to see a change in their body just on its own. But then when you follow up with body work, that's where you see like the main, main difference. Um, So it's a lot of information. However, (laughs) I am a planner. In certain regards, in, in some in some regards, I just wing it and hope for the best. But when it comes to the horses, I am very much a planner. So I actually have a document that breaks all of this down and gives you a calendar to follow. It's all color coded. Everything is like super easy to uh, to follow. So I would be more than happy to send that to any of you who would like to do this. Um, if this is something that you're interested in, like I said, definitely go on thewholehorse.com, read the article that he lays out. It's honestly amazing. Um, and then if you decide that this would be a good option for your horse and you want a step-by-step kind of hold your hand that way, it's not scary, then please reach out to me, send me your email, and I will go ahead and shoot that over to you. Um, it made it so easy, especially because I was boarding at the time, so I just didn't want there to be any mix-up. So 
I made it pretty much foolproof, <laughs> um, and I'm more than happy to share that with you guys. So, the results is really hard to accurately show you guys or explain to you guys what happened. I really wish I could show you pictures. Um, but the difference that I saw in him, in one, in just his weight, but then in the way that his top line came up, his lumbar went down, his body literally just changed before my eyes. Um, and obviously, it's always going to take time. And I think I saw the full results at like three months. But it honestly did change everything. They can hold their nutrients. Um, it's honestly, they're just, they're more comfortable. And you're dealing with a total immune reset. So, you know, my guy would get, he would get sick a lot. And he would have a runny nose constantly. And all of that started to go away. And by the end of that period, he had zero health issues. If he would start to get sick, he could get off it on his own. Um, I didn't have to have the vet out as regularly. And it was honestly just, just letting their body do what their body needed to do. And I think hopefully that's been kind of the theme of this rehab and if I, if I haven't made that clear, <laughs> sorry, but I'm a huge advocate of giving their body the capacity to heal itself and then sitting back and letting their body heal itself because that's literally what it is made to do. Most of the time what happens is we get in the way, we over-medicate, we kind of freak out. I am 100% guilty of that. But by doing just enough to get them to the point where their bodies can take over and they can heal themselves, the results are going to be better and they're going to be quicker than by overloading their immune system with medication. Um, I don't know how much I want to say. Um, 14 years ago, we rescued a horse who was on organ shutdown. And we took him to the best, the best vet, we were told, in Pennsylvania. And they over-medicated him. I mean, granted, he had so much going on. Like, I mean, it's not even comparable to, to the situation I went through with my thoroughbred, but I genuinely believe in my mom genuinely agrees that he was so over-medicated that they just overwhelmed his immune system. And at the time, you know, we had never dealt with a, a situation like this. So we were kind of babies in the rescue world and we were just taking whatever information they gave us and we ran with it because you're supposed to trust your vet. Um, so when I say that I've seen what compromising their immune system even out of good intentions can do I've seen it because we lost him um and doing what I did I was very mindful of that because I didn't want that to be the situation with V 
So I made sure that everything I did was promoting health without overwhelming his system and letting him, letting his body do what it needed to do while also still letting him be a horse to the best of the ability that he could at the time. Um, and honestly, I think that's what kind of turned the corner is even if they are being pumped full of medication and, you know, you're doing everything right. If they can't be a horse and if their body can't do what it was made to do, there's always going to be problems. So I'm actually going to leave you with that. I'm not going to beat the drum, but that's what I did. And that is what took a horse that was, you know, 300 pounds underweight, chronically lame, um, chronically sick and got him to the point where he was able to go barefoot on an all forage diet and he grew <laughs> he grew so much um and he was the epitome of health and you know seeing them there, there's nothing better than seeing them go from emaciated and just worn down and beat up to thriving and happy and up to weight and just just healthy physically and mentally um and it was it's one of my favorite things to see so like i said we're gonna end the we're gonna end the uh rehab series here if you are going through the rehab situation and you need someone to reach out to or just someone to vent to, please know that my messages are always open. I hope you guys know that by now. Um, and I am more than, more than willing to lend an ear. I know how <laughs> emotional and frustrating it can be. Um, so if you ever need someone to vent to, even if you need to scream and cry, by all means, please let me know. And I wish you guys nothing but the best of luck and send all the love in this process that you're going through. So before I sign out for today, I just wanted to give you guys a quick little update. Last week, I went ahead and I put out a story asking what you guys would like to see on the podcast this year. So I had quite a few submissions and they keep rolling in. So I'm super, super excited about that. And I want to keep the conversation going as far as making sure that the topics that we're discussing are things that you guys want to hear about. Um, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, there are some things in the works for me. So we will be discussing some of that, but we are going to be focusing for a little while on topics that you guys would like a second opinion about or just to talk it out. So that is what we're going to be working on. If you have anything, even if it's something that you're like, nobody's going to want to hear that. I guarantee you somebody else is going to want to hear it. Definitely let me know. Um, I'll be doing weekly stories on my Instagram where you can go ahead and drop those submissions and we will work through them as quickly as we can. Uh, there are quite a few already, so, you know, just keep in mind, 
they're gonna be put up in a lineup and we are gonna get through all of them just be patient with me <laughs> um but i really want to focus on things that you guys have questions on and even if it's something that i don't know right away i am more than happy to put in the work to give a second opinion um obviously <laughs> i feel like i've said this a lot but if there are issues please consult your vet first or trainer whatever but i would love to sit down and talk about situations and keep the conversation going so i love you all please enjoy your new year Take this first day and really set intentionality and just be present. And I'm really, really excited to go through this with you guys. Bye. Love you.